Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name, Romans 16, 16. Scriptural in origin, Colossians 1, 18. Scriptural in doctrine, 1 Timothy 4, 16. Scriptural in practice, James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is by Joey Fox from the Southside Congregation in Beattyville, Kentucky. He's bringing us a lesson from Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John uh, gave the response to a man asking alms of them and said, uh, Silver and gold uh, have I none, but uh, such as I have give I thee. So it is a lesson of faith in which we know that God will give us exactly what our needs are in our Christian life. Once again, our sermon is uh, Such as I Have, Give I Thee, and uh, it's by Joey Fox from Beattyville, Kentucky. We ask that you like us on Facebook, and uh, please enjoy the lesson. Jesus is coming soon, 
when Peter, and that's what this lesson is about, you know, when Peter and John were in Acts the third chapter, and the first part of that chapter, verses 1 through 8, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, and being the night there, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted, lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You know, this man, he wanted, he would like to have money because he was lame. But Peter and John gave him what he needed. He needed that strength to be able to walk. And I told them, I said, sometimes people will come and they expect you to do miracles. Well, we believe we can do miracles through prayer and through belief and, and worshiping God and obeying Him. That many miracles have been done over the years. But they're not, there's no expectation that I'm going to come here and I'm going to receive a brand new car and that I'm going to receive a, a large paying money or I'm going to get a large sum of money. Now, the Lord said that He'd give us what we needed. Well, this man, he received just what he needed. He needed that strength to move on, to, to go. Well, that's what this lesson is about. Such as I have, give I thee. We're going to look at some topics on that. If you turn to Acts chapter 20 and verse 31 and through 35, it says, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn you and warn everyone night and day with tears. Now, brethren, I command you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or pearl, Yea, ye yourself know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have shown you all things how to how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, we're coming on a time of year where that's what they'll say. And so, oh, it's more blessed to give than to receive, you know. But he's talking about the gospel. Given what we can give. I can give a lot of things in my life. I can give my children the opportunity for a good education. I can give them a place to sleep with the Lord's help. 
shelter and all those good things. But the best thing that I can give them is the gospel. The best thing that we can give anyone is the gospel. He says, such as I have, give I thee. But he says, more blessed to give than receive. Do we think about that? Uh, <laughs> when we have a birthday party, I want to get something. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, you know? But do we think about giving to somebody else? Giving it to them? Well, one of the things that we give is our time. You know, I've heard Dad say many times that that's the second most important thing that we possess is time. Time. We have a soul, yes, but using that time wisely to get our soul prepared for the after a while. It says in John chapter 9, verse 4 and 5, it says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. He was. He was the light of the world. But they just didn't know. They didn't receive him the way that he ought to have been received. In, in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this to judgment. We all got an appointment when we've got a man. Whether that be when he comes or we just meet our appointment. Our days are such as they are. We're going to meet that appointment. And then he says, and after this, the judgment. We're going to be judged. Are we going to be prepared? In Psalm chapter 90 and verse 12, it says, So teach, me, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. What wisdom are we talking about? The wisdom of the gospel. You know, it's written down, and we was talking about it in our Bible study this morning. Some people may not be able to read it, but there's many, many helps in this world today that you can get a, a grasp on the gospel. You just got to listen. You got to open your heart, your mind, not this blood pump. This blood pump just circulates the blood to keep us going. But get our minds open, and then we'll be ready and prepared for the gospel. Some other things about time. If you turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. It talks about time specifically in those verses. It says to everything there is a season. A time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. A time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend, a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he labored? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to exercise, to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. 
Also, he has set the world in their hearts, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. You think about that. I can work all my life, and these people that do all their life trying to figure out how this world was established and how it come to be and what everything means. But he says, no man can find out the work that God made make it from the beginning to the end. It's not going to be found out because he did it just the way he wanted it to be done. And he's given us the things that we have need of. What did he give? He gave the most precious. His son, his only son, to come down here and be just like us and to die on that old cross. In Psalms chapter 90 there, in verse 10, it says, the days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore, yet it is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. It's just a drop in the bucket. I told them painful. I said, if you could live, they were some of them talking about their ages, they were 70 years old or 77. And we got members that are older than that here. But that's just a drop in the bucket, friends. At no time we're gone. We're talking about people that have passed. Brother Tom's been gone over a year. And he's been gone almost a year. No time. And it's gone. That's the way it is. But such as they have, we that are still alive and remain, you know what? We have that time to prepare and to be ready. Some other things that we can look at this morning is money. You know, we're not going to get money in this religious era. There's many men that do, they'll preach and teach things that are not in the gospel, and they'll get money from it. But he says in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even the whole this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herein, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour out and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. He said, well, a man of God. His friends, they will. You live in this world long enough, they'd rob anybody. It no matter if the Lord was here, they'd rob him in this day and time. But we're robbing of ourselves, right? If we're not doing what God asked us to do, we're robbing them of us. We're not going to be with him at five. Those there's so many people in the world that think that they're going to be with their loved ones in after a while, right? But they're not. They're just not. Because they won't accept the gospel. They won't accept the gospel. In First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 1 and 2, it says, Now concerning the collection of for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, 
as God hath prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. We're supposed to give to the Lord, to his work. Now, I told him also when I was talking to this in March, I said, we can give of our means, and we're supposed to. That's a commandment that we have. But we're also supposed to give of ourselves. If we don't give of ourselves, we're not doing what's right either. You can give all the money that you want into the Lord's plate and think that you're going to accomplish something. That's to keep up the church, to help those that are in need, that it calls for. But if we don't give of ourselves, we're, we're going to be in a world hurt now, Bob. We better be prepared and be doing what he asks us to do and working for him. Such as I have, give I thee. Think about that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 8, it says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. That last part's really the most important. To abound to every good work. We're trying to abound to every good work. There's a lot of people in the world that they think by giving, he says, not giving grudgingly. If I feel like that I have to do it, I shouldn't do it. Not sparing of necessity. If, oh, I just got to pull this out of my pocket and put it in here because we're doing this. No. Oh. He said, not grudgingly or of necessity. God loveth a cheerful giver. That means with a smile, yes, but also in our hearts we're prepared to give. In Luke chapter 6, in verse 38, it says, Give, and it shall give it unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye measure with it shall be measured to you again. You know, that's hard to say, but what it means is how we treat others is how we're going to be measured. If we just give a little to them, you know, I've told you not too long ago that when Dad and would give somebody come and wanted to buy corn from them, they gave them a whole truckload, right? The whole thing. And then it was heaped up and usually running over for that price. That's how we're supposed to be. Give, give more, the, you know, give extra. Give that extra mile to, to the Lord. Give to Him. Well, some other stuff we're going to talk about. If you think about in Acts chapter 5 and verse 1 through 11, I'm not going to read all that because those of you here that know these scriptures, he says in Acts chapter 5 and 1 through 11, just paraphrasing, it's the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Now, they had purchased a piece of land and, or sold a piece of land and kept back a portion of it. Well, they thought they'd hide that from the Lord, right? And it just didn't happen because he yielded up the ghost and so did 
cheat because they chose to lie to God in doing that. We have to be careful. And it says, with great fear, if you read in verse 11, it says, and great fear come upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. We ought to have great fear. If we're trying to keep, keep back from the Lord and not do the things that He asked us to do, we ought to have great fear. Great fear. Because He can come upon us when we're not looking, when we're not prepared, when we're not ready. And that's, that's a dangerous thing. Dangerous thing. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now, he never said money was the root of all evil. He said the love of it. And he said some people covet after it. They want it. They want it bad. And they'll do anything to get it, even to the point of erring from the faith. And usually what that does is pierces us through with many sorrows. Because you can have all the money in the world and still be a very unhappy person. A very unhappy person. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20, it says, For, by, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your bodies, and in your spirit, which are God's. Jesus paid the ultimate price for us. He bought us with that price. His blood is what saves us. And therefore, we should glorify Him in our bodies. Put our, ourselves to service for Him. Give, give to Him such as we have to give to Him. The other thing that we can give is we can pray our prayers. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 30 it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Do we strive for others in our prayers? Do we think about those that are we come and see from week to week and strive? You know, strive means to is difficult, is being accurate. Uh, strive together. Be with them in their struggles. Are we with them in their struggles, even in our prayer? Do we, do we really pray for them with that struggle in mind that they're going through? And then in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 through 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now sometimes I pray for stuff and it don't come to pass. We talk about unanswered prayers and things of that nature yesterday. But, you know, there's things that we pray for that we shouldn't ought to be praying for. But we don't know that. And sometimes they don't come to pass. I know I've done that. I pray wanting something to happen and it just don't happen. Well, you think about it, the good Lord was looking out for me. He was looking out for me in that respect. 
And then He maketh the intercession for us. He hears our prayers. Us that are faithful members of the church, He's hearing us. And I think about that going down the road when I'm driving, I pray from time to time. And I feel like the Lord's sitting right next to me. There ain't nobody in there, but He's right next to me. And am I talking to Him right? Should I be talking to Him in a different way? Asking Him for something else, something else more than what I want. We need to think about that. There in Romans chapter 8 as well, in verse 34, it says, Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Christ makes intercession for us. He's the one that's hearing our prayer, and he's the one that's asking God for these things. Think, think, we got his ear if we're doing, you think about that, we got his ear if we're doing what he asks us to do, and he'll help us when we need it, when we need it. John chapter 9 verse 31, it says, Now, we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. That's the one he's going to hear. We talked about it this in the outset when we was talking about people that ask for our prayers. There's many praying today that they don't go no higher than the roof. But he says, if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, hear me here. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. He does. He's far from the wicked. And then in Acts chapter 8 and verse 22 through 24, it says, the, They repent therefore, repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in a gall of bitterness and in a bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray you. To the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Do we think about that? Repent of this thy wickedness, he says. And pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven. Get it out of our minds. Get it away from us, he says. And Simon here, he said, Pray, pray ye to the Lord for me. That none of these things come upon me. I don't want them to come upon me. How about you? Then he's, the other thing that we can talk about this morning is our study. In John chapter 5 and verse 39 it says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. We need to be searching the scriptures. In outside of our lesson it's talking about such as I have given unto thee. Well, this is it. The scripture is what he gave to us. We, we need to be using that scripture. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, it says, Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Patience and comfort of the scripture. Do, do the scriptures give us patience and comfort? And the promise says it don't give me much. I'm not very patient sometimes, but I really need to try harder.